0: Welcome to Disruption Blueprint with Shannon Spotswood from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we help advisors grow their net worth, build their businesses, and maximize their independence. We've built an award-winning platform with innovative technology, comprehensive service, and a team of individuals who are experts in their field to serve advisors. Join us for this journey where we explore everything that has to do with running an independent advisor practice as we bring together successful advisors, industry experts, and innovative minds who are on the bleeding edge to challenge the status quo, foster new ideas, and create a path for advisors to unleash their growth potential. Now, on to the show. Disruption Blueprint was previously known as War Room Huddle. Please continue to enjoy this content as you build your practice for the future.
1: Welcome to War Room Huddle, where we empower independent financial advisors to be the CEO of their practice, not the COO. Y'all are in for a treat today. We have Danny Martin from WFA in Shreveport, Louisiana in the studio. Welcome. Thank
2: you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's uh, it's interesting. It's I'm a little nervous, but uh, we're going to rock this, so let's this roll. Is,
1: this is going to be great. Danny is, um, as you know, I've, I've shared this with you, but I'm going to share it with, uh, with all of our listeners that... You're an innovator in our industry. You're really setting the standard of what it means to be a top financial advisor in the future. And not only are you doing great things for your firm and for your team and for your clients, but you live this incredibly intentional life. And I think that is um, redefining how we think about building companies and, and we think about uh, what we want out of our professional career. So we're going to get into it today. We're going to talk about your practice. We're going to okay. talk about your personal life. And uh, I think you've got a, a lot that will benefit um, benefit all who are listening today. So just for the benefit, so everybody knows where we're coming from, tell us a little bit about WFA and really what makes it so special as a wealth management firm.
2: Yeah, so WFA is just a shortened version of Williams Financial Advisors. Uh, we're a firm in Shreveport, Louisiana. We're founded by Tommy Williams. Uh, he spent about thirty years in the business. Uh, within the last three to four years, we have um, basically, you know, bought the the remainder of his company and have had a succession plan with him, and we've shortened it to WFA. And we've added a tagline. I don't know if, if there's a logo we can see or if, if you can hear, but it's plan, invest, and inspire. So we've kind of taken the focus off of the Williams, um, which is kind of a, a reflection of us and our office and you know our name. And have really focused on the plan, the invest, and the inspire. But we've got a team of five admin um, that makes us a little bit different. The average or the total experience is around 135 years of just admin experience. And then we've got myself, Chase Crump, Steve Carney, uh, are the owners. And then we've got another advisor, Jody. So, uh, there's an office of 10. If you include Tommy, he's, you know, he's here consulting and, uh, you know, in the office, writing articles and stuff like that. But, uh, we were a typical and still are really, um, you know, an advisor office, you know stocks bonds mutual funds the typical um you know standard investment firm and for the last three years I, I feel that you know we've had a vision obviously with rfg and you guys to expand that to do things a little bit different kind of break the mold and so uh the technology that we've implemented you know but you know the staff the knowledge that they have and then the whole company was founded on communication, education, and service, which sounds like a cliche, but we actually do. You know, if you communicate with your clients, which we which we do as often as we can, um, especially uh, from a response. You know, so when they ask a question, we give them their response. The service level is second to none, um, and then the education. You know, we want to be as transparent as we can with clients. So what do they pay and how are they invested? What's their risk? That type of stuff. And if you combine all that together in a way, uh, I kind of feel that's what makes us different. Plus we're just normal. You know, we as an office, nobody, we, we weren't handed an investment business. You know, my, my dad wasn't <clears throat> in the business. We kind of brought it from the ground up, which makes it kind of cool too. So
1: I love, uh, you, you spent a lot of time on coming up with that, those those words, they were so important to you. Plan, invest, inspire. And yeah. I think as an industry, we can all acknowledge we know what plan means. That's yep. a critical part of, of any well-rounded wealth management firm and in, investing is at the core of what we do. But the inspire piece of it yeah. is is really differentiated. Just talk about how you settled on. That was not a whim. I mean, it took the better part of <laughs> you know, 12 months to come up with those words and what they meant and the it weight did.
2: of them. It did. We took, you know, I would send Chase or Steve, hey, should it be this word? Should it be that word? What about this? Oh, it'll come to us. And so what we what we naturally, at least I wanted to do, uh, was think of it as like plant, water and grow, right? So you plant a seed, you water it and then it grows. And how do you convert that to the investment side? So plan, obviously, like you said, that's the foundation of our business. The invest side, which we've added, um, the last couple of years a really high level you know investment platform but the inspire is really what kind of drives us you know i want people to live life in retirement everybody wants to talk about all right retire this day and then at some point i'm gonna die but let's talk about like what we're going to do in the in the middle part you know is it travel is it you know adopt kids is it start a foundation you know what do you really want to do and how can we help inspire people to just be better people and just get out of their comfort zone and do things that, you know, make them tick, I guess, on the inside versus what looks good, I guess, on the outside.
1: I think it's one of the greatest opportunities available to advisors right now is this mindset shift around let's not just plan to die rich. Yep. Let's plan to live richly. And that is exactly what you're doing with this notion of like really orienting your client experience around, inspiring them to, to yeah. do more you're really intentional about your time like you have a very specific cadence uh the way all of you operate as mm-hmm. advisors the way you operate as a team mm-hmm. just share some of that you know the that that discipline that you employ that has really led to you being i mean you're you know almost a 400 million dollar mm-hmm. wealth management ri you know wealth management firm affiliated with rfg mm-hmm. That's a that's a big shot. That's a very successful place to be. What is that underlying kind of crushing of the basics and the discipline that you uh, that you exhibit?
2: Yes. So, you know, I'm an athlete or at least I was. I think myself as an athlete and I take it back to like the baseball field where you hit off the baseball tee. Chase and I talk about it all the time. It's not fun. It's boring. You're hitting into a net for hours at a time. But that's really the basics. Shooting free throws on a, you know, on a basketball court. Uh, when I see basics, you know, you got to think habits. And you talked about mindset, <clears throat> our logo and the vision. You, you know, if, if we've got, if you've got the a mission that's bigger than just your daily, I want to make more money or I want to support my family. You know, have something bigger. Um, that's kind of where your mindset comes from. Because if you if you've got these basics and you say I'm gonna do, you know, I'm gonna work out every day or I'm gonna eat right every day, and then all of a sudden you you have an excuse to not do that. If you don't have the right you know mindset to continue on, then you won't do it. So when I think like what are our basics as an office, I really think what are what are the habits? right? So the habits that we choose on a daily basis, I always say the ha- good habits are like the the key to success. Bad habits are like the open door to like failure, right? So if you've got good habits and they're foundational, then when when things get <clears throat> a little shaky, March of 2020, 2008, you know, then your business and your life can kind of withstand um, the storm because you've got a good foundation. The other thing, too, is if I look at my neighbor, you can't really see their foundation. Like right? you can see their business, you can see their life, and it looks good, <clears throat> excuse me, on paper, but you can't really see what's under the surface. And so we've spent a lot of time on the basics, on the habits of just talk to your clients, make sure the investments are in good shape. You know, email people back when they email you be as transparent as possible. We've got, you know, call lists and not in the traditional um, prospecting, you know, who's the next client that we're going to get in very systematically. Look, talk to these clients once a month. How are they doing? How's your kids? How's your family? That constant, um, I guess, sowing of the field is what has led to you know, I guess the success you would call it. We don't, at least I don't think of it as this big $400 million office. You know, I think of it as have a good Monday. If you have a good Monday, you have a good Tuesday. You have a good Tuesday. You have a good Wednesday, Thursday. And then you have a good week. Then you had a good year. And the next thing you know, you had a good career. It all starts with just calling your clients. I mean, it's not, it's the smallest of habits are the smallest of basics really lead to all, all the other stuff, but we get it, um, I guess you kind of get it backwards, right? We get so involved with the, you know, the big picture. If you just try to change a little bit about, um, you know, your, what you're doing as a career or family or whatever it is, it will start to change you. And so, you know, we've kind of taken that into business, focus on what really matters with what you've got. And the rest of it kind of you know goes from there so um don't there is no habit that's too small to try to form if you want to be a 400 million dollar office you need to be a 10 million dollar advisor first and then a 20 and then a 30. you're not just going to get to to that number so well
1: and what i love about you guys is mm-hmm. that it's rarely are you thinking about goals with an AUM attached to it. Yeah. I mean, that's our, our industry. We get asked this question all the time. Like, yeah. how big do you want to be? How many advisors do you want to affiliate to your platform? And we always answer it the same way. Like, that's a really easy default. Yep. It's really easy to say- 10% of this or whatever. I'm going to yeah. judge yeah. my success with this like this yep. number. And it, it, I, I feel like it, it sets you on the wrong course. It yep. puts you on the wrong path. Because yep. if you're really trying to build something that is mission driven, mm-hmm. yep. It's about values alignment. It's yeah. about those daily habits. It's about culture and really affiliating and aligning yourself with partners who have that shared belief. Yeah. And then there isn't, you're, you're not chasing a number that is therefore going to say, oh, now I'm successful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Our, we measure our success in thank you cards. Like yeah. how many thank you cards did we get this week? Or how many phone calls that we get? Thank you for this. Or thank you for that. Or we couldn't do it without you. Like those come like that's really what... You know, that's that's kind of what drives us as far as the culture goes. You know, that's really just the people that you surround yourself with. Where they say, take your top five closest friends and, and I'll show you who you are, I'll show you what your future looks like, or whatever. So um, if you can kind of control the culture, which we've had to you you have to work on because culture, the world itself is not a fun place. It's negative people everywhere, there's negative news everywhere. You've got to really focus on, you know, putting that stuff in your head. Building a culture around yourself, you know, a pastor that uh, from back home, Philip D. says, you know, culture is like a greenhouse. You can move that greenhouse wherever you want and grow whatever you want inside of it. Mm -hmm. But you can't let the outside world kind of affect your culture. And what happens is that greenhouse grows plants and those plants can then be brought out into the into the world. And so culture is a big thing. But it's also inside of, you know, you inside of this room, inside of this office, inside of our group. And um, it is a, we talk about it often, but to answer your initial questions, I would urge you to uh, measure success in, in thank you cards.
1: I love that. I love that. And you you've actually, I know over the years, taken on various initiatives around gratitude. Yeah. Where you've done letter writing campaigns yeah. and intentional outreaches, like,
2: Yeah, so I did. That's, man, I haven't thought about that in a while. I did for the first six months, I guess maybe 2017 or 18. uh, I wrote five thank you cards a day to random people. And I ordered, I I mean, I ordered, I've I've got a a note card, it's got my name on it, it just says thank you. And, you know, for instance, we flew, you know, yesterday, and I would give one to each of the pilots, you know, thank you for getting me to my destination, (laughs) right? you know cuz they don't get that all they get is people they right. just people the mad place. at them right you didn't get me here on time or the flight was bumpy or whatever it was the food. yeah look man the food? you got me to my de- you know you're away from your family yeah. you got me <clears throat> you got me to my destination like thank you and yeah. so you start doing that enough and then you do it long enough to where, you know, it works and then you quit doing it. It yeah. just that was a lot. But that was a uh, that was one of the most interesting experiences. And I wonder still like where those where those cards well, went I think out. But, part
1: of that, you know, you, you mentioned that was a couple years ago that you started doing that. That was really the beginning of yeah. this intentionality yeah. around mindset and gratitude. And like, we want to inspire. I don't want to just be a financial advisor. I don't want to just build wealth for myself and my clients. Like this has got to mean more. Yeah.
2: My wife told me, she said, when it becomes about the money, (laughs) meaning the money that that we make, I want you to quit. And I'm like, hold on, you know, (laughs) hold on. That's not a very, but I knew what she meant by that. She meant don't let it ever become about us, you know? And so it's, as business owners, it's somewhat shifted to it's about us as a, as an office and, you know, we lead our team now, not necessarily me personally, but, um, that was just an interesting, that's kind of what led the journey and got my mind and said, if everyone comes about the money, you know, I want you to give it up. And I'm like, ah, you know, so, but that's actually led to when you, when you don't, when you're not as concerned about that and you focus on this, then it just kind of organically happens. happens. So, yeah.
1: Let's uh, talk a little bit about technology. Okay. You're probably one of the most technologically inclined and passionate advocates of FinTech, yep. both at Archie and in our industry. You're our go-to beta tester. Like we've got some crazy idea we want you to take a look at. You're always willing to, to give it a, a whirl. How, how come, like why is technology so important to you and how has it changed your life?
2: Yeah, I think that um, technology can really help us enhance what we're already doing. Right. So to the extent that we can provide service, you know, if we can take clients farther, faster, that's ultimately what we're trying to do. So we can trade faster. If We can give better tax advice faster. If we can give more detailed investment, um, you know, recommendations in an easier way to explain, if we can send a questionnaire instead of a PDF form or the, the, the world is changing. I mean, technology, there's cars driving themselves. Right. right? So <laughs> the Internet, when it came around. You know, there's people that said there nobody would ever have these things in their house, right? Well, now we've got them on our phones, and you've got to be at least open to the ideas of technology. And with with our business in the investment world, you know, everything is really online. Like you don't get stock certificates anymore for the most part, and so any type of you know tool that can help us enhance the the vision of our firm, we would be crazy not to to look at it. And the issue, and y'all have done a great job and we appreciate it, um, is it's always changing. So we might have a great piece of technology today and it's the next, you know, sliced bread. And then two months from now, it's outdated and, and there's something else. So we're always not just technology wise, but, you know, what's the new color of the walls that we need? Like what's in style? Where, where's the business headed? So um, I just like it because it enhances the processes that we're already doing. It frees up our time. To either for some of my family or on, on me or on the business or on our clients. And, um, you know, it's just the whole world's full of technology. So if you don't know how to use it, you're, you're kind of getting left behind. It's funny,
1: I get asked this question all the time about, you know, does RFG embrace, are you cutting edge? Are you bleeding edge? Or do you want to wait for the technology to be proven out before you adopt it? And yeah. I have the same answer every time, like of course we're going to live on the cutting edge of technology. Yeah. It doesn't mean we're going to we're going to end up implementing all the solutions that we look at, but it's part of our responsibility to really power you yeah. as an independent advisor to be on that really on the edge of that cliff of thinking about The client experience is changing. What do people really need? How can we drive more efficiency? I mean, I'm with you. Like you've got to have this mindset of I'm not going to be really attached to how I'm doing it now and thinking that this is the only way to do it and the best way to do it. And instead, I need to have this kind of rookie mindset. What do I not know? How do I how do I think about technology and think about that? that client experience because it's, it's changing.
2: Yeah, it The does. next gen
1: is not going to, you know, the the next gen who's inheriting this, you know, this just giant generational wealth transfer yep. is not going to want to be served by the financial advisor the way their parents were.
2: No, you know, we see the business as quarterly reviews or twice a year reviews or whatever, whatever the review cycle is, or here's your statement, or here's your trade confirmations. The, the new wave is, they want it when they want it. So they you might go six months without a client, a younger client ever looking at their account, but then they want it three times in a week. And so to be able to have the access instantly when they want it, you know, that's kind of the key to what technology has, has done the last, I guess, five or 10 years. It gives people access to things when they want it, not necessarily when we want to give it to them. And the other thing that I, I guess that, I guess I'm an innovator is what you said, is you've just got to spend time in it you can't yep. listen to a video or a podcast or get get this grand technology and and it does all these cool things but then you don't ever actually spend time learning it and so i just try to focus on you know how can i use whatever tool has been given to us or is it even worth it to enhance you know whatever the the outcome i'm trying to do but you just got to you just gotta get on the gotta bike learn and how start pedaling. You know, <laughs> we to drive
1: for Ferrari. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's not, it's not hard. It's not impossible. It's very easy, but you know, it's you gotta spend some time.
1: One of my favorite posts, and you've just been absolutely crushing it on the social media front and leveraging video. And one of my favorite posts that you um, put out there in 2020 was a picture of you in the Cascade Mountains, and you know, my my old stomping ground where I grew up in Washington State, just beautiful country out there. Talk to us about that picture, because I think it's, it's got, you know, two angles to it, the social media angle, as well as like technology really setting you free to build the practice of the future.
2: Yes. So we obviously, my wife and I, uh, don't have any children of our own. I'm sure we'll get into to some of the other family dynamics here shortly. But we travel a lot. That's just what what we do. She works hard. <clears throat> we work hard. And so we like to travel. And so it's funny. We go back to pictures. 2017, 18, something like every month we were somewhere. <laughs> and then we go to 2020, and, you know, we had to cancel a trip to, uh, to Europe for a couple of days for an anniversary. And we had to cancel that, that same trip. We got to move to Hawaii. So that got canceled. And so finally, I guess September – it was like, look, we got to go somewhere. And her business partner's out in Seattle area. And we said, let's just get an Airbnb, and let's just go out there for three or four days and, and just, you know, do nothing. And you know, I find myself the first morning waking up, got my Surface Pro, got my email, got my call list, you know. And and uh, Lindsay's like, I thought, like, I thought you weren't you weren't working, like, you know. I said, I, I but I can work anywhere, you know. This whole work from home thing has been very forefront for 2020 and, I, and I've always said work from anywhere and so what that post was you know we spent two hours after I drank my coffee <laughs> after I answered my emails and we just went for a hike and I get up to the top of mountain and like, I got mean, my it's all love sweatshirt what I'm sure we'll talk about that too and it's just me Lindsay like out on the on the mountain overlooking like we you know we're just here um, but it's interesting the what what I did to get to that point you know was just the little things spend some time in the morning reading your book or doing an exercise or maybe that was our exercise, but that picture um it wasn't the only take, so I'm not it, you know that was an Instagram picture. I've got a whole slew of them um but it was just good to get out me her her business partner um and just kind of climb up to the top of a hill and look out and take it in and then just get back to get back to life I guess on the way back down so it was a it was my most liked picture, I think, was in, it? in 2020. Yeah. Okay, so
1: social media, you're very comfortable. Yeah. Like you're the first advisor who was like, all right, I don't need to be in a studio. It yeah. doesn't need to be perfectly polished. I'm just yeah. gonna fire up my phone. You'll do, you'll do posts for, you know, LinkedIn from your car, yeah. from a run, in your office. It is one of the most important things that advisors can do, not just to grow their practice, but to yeah. really connect in a very authentic way yep. with their clients. Yep. How have you gone about building up your 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 kind of street cred yeah. in social media?
2: So you just got to, you just have to do it. You just got to pull out your phone. You know, if I'm listening to a podcast or if I'm listening to a radio station and I get a tidbit of information, maybe I want to share that with some people. So most of the things that we tell other people, even what we're saying today, we're really just repeating what we've, you know, heard through other sources. Right. So. The social media, I don't have this big grand plan of like, here's my 90 day, you know, outlook or I just have an idea. I think that maybe somebody might want to hear it. Um, And I just get on there and and say it as advisors in our business. You know, we have always been taught to know your client, know your client, know your client, know everything about them, know how many kids they've got, how much money they've got with their risk. Just know everything about your client. But don't let them know anything about us. Like, I don't want them to know you know how much money like a
1: wind up financial yeah advisor. i
2: don't really want them to know how much <laughs> money we make or i don't really want them to know like oh i might have a glass of wine or have a beer like i i want to know everything about you but but right. don't really know so the social media to me it's kind of become my my life resume you know it's just here here i am like this is i know you got the work side of things and i've actually had clients that say man i just i want to do business with you because i just like what you got going on. Like you just seem like a good person. I'm like, well that's well that comes from the social media. That's that's um, you know, not like I said, it's just not this well drawn out thing. It's here's an idea. Let's just put it out into the to the universe. You know, Chase and I, we just recently you said let's let's buy the let's buy a house and renovate it and you know, let's just see what happens with it. And so you just put that out there and last week we finished the house, right? So um I think just getting it out there and giving people that insight into me as a human builds the comfort level, builds the trust, and then therefore is obviously translated into well and I love just
1: you know, so everybody's in the loop on the the pink house as it's called because it's pink and so so cool. But the idea there is the model is changing how clients want to meet with advisors, what that experience is gonna look like. And so how do you how do you test that concept? It's like, all right, let's buy this house. Let's renovate it. Let's see if our clients prefer meeting here yeah. over a cup of coffee, as opposed to our more formalized office that you know might be more well suited to yep. ten years ago.
2: Yeah. So I, I mean, we have, you know, we have a lot of conversations at coffee shops or on back porches or watching the football game or just in life, right? So the investment conversation, if it's with a client and their brother or sister or wife, doesn't happen at this formal. Let's go sit at the at the kitchen table and talk about our, our stock portfolio, right. it talks, you know, it happens when they're watching a football game and a, and a commercial pops up and they go, well, man, the stock market's just kind of, it's just a very informal conversation. And so, you know, we don't, we have a really nice office in, in Shreveport. I mean, it's, it is top it's of the beautiful. line. It's, it's great. It's beautiful, but also like the idea of possibly taking my surface pro sitting on a, on the front porch with a cup of coffee and just talking about, the investment world and and maybe we sit outside by the fire pit or you know maybe you're you're allowed to come into the office and just use our space, but making it more of a home, um, which if you think back like the older way of doing business and the way our office was set up, have a round table. It's like sitting at the kitchen table, you kind know, of the old life insurance salesman yep. <laughs> thing. Um, why not take it to a front porch or to you know, a different city or whatever. So we don't, once again, we don't have a big grand plan. Yeah. I, I We like um, the informalness of, you know, talking to our clients about real life stuff and that conference room, although very nice, it just seems very um, not stuffy, right? It does. So why not get outside and just have a real life conversation? And then obviously if it comes down to business and we got to really get into the planning and then, you know, we take it somewhere more private, but that's the whole concept is just to work where you, where you enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, and it just brings so much more joy. And that's to what where you innovation's do. coming from, yeah. right? We've
1: got to start doing things that maybe didn't make sense or haven't been done before. We have, you know, we love to say we have to disrupt ourselves. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Are you an advisor looking to make the move to independence? RFG advisory is an innovator in the wealth management industry with a winning culture and a fully integrated tech platform designed to help advisors take their practice to the next level. Let us get to know you at RFGadvisory.com.
1: All right, we're going to switch gears and get into some of the personal stuff. You mentioned it earlier, it's all love. Yeah, Tell us about it.
2: Yeah, so it's all love is actually not my idea. Uh it's I'm just a huge supporter of it. There's a guy in Shreveport named Rashad Johnson. He's a sports caster, um, local news. And, you know, in our city, in a lot of cities, there's a lot of, <clears throat> you know, left versus right, east versus west, you know, red versus blue. Like there's just a lot of animosity between Division. people, right? There just in there just is, and there always will be. And so about three or four years ago, you know, he was in the, the basketball gyms. He was in the, on the football fields, and you know, you don't know the schools. But how do we bring Woodlawn and Bozier together? Right, they're rivals. Um, he created this saying called "It's All Love," and it starts with the tree of life, and it basically is is a foundation of it's a in the inner city. There's a fatherless <clears throat> community, and so as a group or as a as a um, community, we need to uplift these kids because if kids are taught the right way then they become good teenagers and the teenagers become good adults and then they can then go go and change the world and so the meaning of it's all love is a very very deep um you know just love everybody and and just it takes a community or takes a village to raise a kid so that that was the kind of the concept and it still is behind the message but what really brought it to life is he simply put a logo on a on a sweatshirt. You know, it's, it's cool logo. We I just had a guy at the hotel say, I love your sweatshirt. <laughs> I mean, everywhere I go, they say, I love your sweatshirt. The best. And so what he did is he created his cool sweatshirt. And uh, for every sweatshirt that's ordered by an adult, he hands one out to a child in the community. So if you think, you know, typical white guy, right? Yeah. Um, wearing an it's all love sweatshirt, runs into a six-year-old <clears throat> kid at, at, you know, Best Buy. And we're wearing the same shirt. It's just an instant, like, like yeah. yeah like i got you so it brought community together and so um those sweatshirt, i don't know how many he's he's given out it's in the thousands for sure um but all all the videos that come through you know you'll see it's all of it it's just been known and it is becoming known as um a brand that really is is bringing the community together and they, he's he's come out with different logos and different versions and stuff like that um but it's been
1: so the sweatshirt was your gift, your client gift for 2020.
2: Yeah. So so we are um we give out, you know, we we do handwritten birthday cards in our office about the basics and what makes us different, right? So handwritten birthday cards to to each client. Um and then if clients, you know, want gifts, we we send them a different gift, you know, a Yeti or a cookie basket or whatever it, it might be. Um and last year I sent probably a hundred sweatshirts out and you know we customize it as hard as this is to say I sent some maroon and and gray ones to Alabama I sent some purple and gold (laughs) ones to Baton Rouge you know different colleges or different um different you know I guess combinations of these colors and so yeah it it was interesting to see the response and I still get I had a client yes, two days ago, send me a picture of them wearing their sweatshirts. So now they're they're bringing community. But for us, it's about, you know, we're able to give, you know, another hundred sweatshirts um, to kids. But that was, yeah, it was our, it was my client I mean, your clients gift. clients were overwhelmed. They, they loved it. I, there's yeah. not, and it's just a sweatshirt. It's yeah. nothing, it's not, it's, it's, you know, nothing fancy. It's not a designer right. uh, handbag, but it, it was definitely, um, well received i guess by the people well, my that 16
1: year them. old uh, and teenagers are notoriously finicky it's yeah. by far her favorite one it, she gets asked about it every time she wears it like, yeah. where'd you get that
2: yeah so i usually lindsey my wife is uh she's got better style than i do in in a way and so she'll get rashad will give her a sweatshirt and we just happen to wear the same size and so you know she gets a new one and i usually steal her her swag. And yeah. uh, so I got all kind of new stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's well, been fun.
1: I you know, I would love um, to the extent that we can help, like yeah. it's a concept that needs to be exported. I mean, it's applicable to every market.
2: Yeah. He, he's got a, his website, I think it's, it's all of 365.com. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that, that's just how, how you get in touch with him. The whole story's on there and stuff like that. So to the extent that's that awesome. you, you know, want to learn more that everything's on that website.
1: So Lindsay is your kick-ass wife. She uh, is. She owns one of the top fifty vegan restaurants she in does. the United States. Yep. Her and her well business fed, partner, yep. well-fed Louisiana. What I think is so amazing about that is vegan and Shreveport, <laughs> Louisiana, don't typically, you know, belong in the same sentence. Yeah. And yet she has built this incredible following. I mean, I always joke with you, half the reason I come to Shreveport is yeah. for her vegan nachos. Green, yeah. green juice and her vegan You, yeah. you probably got my yeah. order yeah. Like memorized in her vegan nachos. And it is, it is all about, you know, there is no prescribed path yeah. that you follow. I mean, she wanted to, for her health and the health of her mother, like yeah. we need a vegan restaurant for the health of our community. And, yeah. and here she has she's created this, this, you know, this movement. Yeah. Um, But it also speaks to larger intentionality. And the two of you have decided to really not just volunteer to help those boys that you were talking about in the fatherless community, but really become their parents. So Uh,
2: share, share your story. So I'll, I'll give the somewhat short version. It's a really good story. So she, uh, Lindsay is 500 hour yoga certified. She was down in New Orleans and uh, got some green juice delivered at one of the trainings or something, and uh, came back and said, "You know, we we need a we need a juicer." I'm like, "Okay, like let's let's get a juicer and sit on the counter. We'll use it for a little while." And man, she used that juicer. Just bought a little hundred dollar Breville or whatever it was, and so we started using that juicer. And, and obviously, the cold pressed juice was starting to become a thing. And she went to Australia with my dad for three weeks just um, to get away. He's got business there, and. All they do in Australia is drink green juice and eat avocado toast, right? there's just a different <laughs> culture, and so she ordered, or she she told me, she goes, "I think we need to get a cold press juicer." I'm like, "I don't know what that is." If you know, you've done well with this one. If you want to get a little better, when that's fine. Well, this is like a three thousand dollar machine, and I'm thinking this okay. Um, what am I going to do? Tell you know, tell her no. And so we ordered this cold press juice machine. She goes off to Australia. We get the machine in, and, and her mom and I make the first like kale cucumber. It was it was the worst. It was the worst combination <laughs> of juice I've ever I've ever had. We still had green stains on the ceiling, you know, from that. But that basically led to, you know, refining the recipes and juicing. And she really did use that. Um, and what we found is people like Chase, you know, our, my business partner uh, Claire, there's a little group in Shreveport that would leave Mason jars on the patio at 20 bucks. And so next thing you know, that juicer producing 20, 30 juices a day. And it just turned into, maybe we should open a business. And it turned into a 200 square foot kitchen. And, you know, one thing led to another and this house came available. <clears throat> she drew up like a, I guess a vision board at that yoga training. And it had uh, like, a, it had a place for her mom to be a chef, which her mom's an incredible cook. Um, so she wanted to get her mom out of an office job. She wanted her mom to be a chef. She wanted to have a greenhouse. She wanted to have a place for, um, like workout classes or a patio. She wanted to employ people that were unemployable. Like she wrote all this on this, you know, I guess crayon sheet. And so one day or one week, three people came into the shop and basically said, Hey, there's this old vegan restaurant in Shreveport. It's been shut down for like 10 years and I think y'all should buy it because people love to tell you what to do with your own money right uh-huh. y'all should buy this and, and move well fed to to this house and we had never heard of it we drove by it and I, it was kind of like the same thought I had with the juicer like wait this is a does it was completely <laughs>
1: dilapidated just
2: not good and I'm like and Lindsay <laughs> looks at it and goes it's perfect and I'm like it's I mean it's perfect like it's falling down she goes that's it you know and So, you know, we're not in a position and just one door, you know, opened itself and um, we just kept walking through it and the door opened and walked through it. Next thing you know, uh, 2017, the doors of of well-fed Louisiana, the vegan restaurant and juice bar kind of opened up. But her whole mindset was it's not, you know, there's every different race, religion. It's just a completely open spot in Shreveport. And she knew that she wanted, she had a need, right? So other people must have that same need too. And she just went with it, you know? And so that's kind of the, the, uh, the, the story. But the to get to the boys is she wanted to hire people who were not unhirable, but just they, they were unhirable, right? And so there's a, there's a group in Shreveport uh called Common Ground Community. It's just a you know, it's, it's a nonprofit after school program. They've got boys basketball, they've got girls, they do mother and me programs and stuff like that. And so we went, uh, she actually went first to just volunteer like we all do this new nonprofit where we show up and we get the picture and we kind of, not that she did it for herself, but that's typically what happens. You yeah. go once or twice, you hand out a few meals and, um, which is great. We I still do that to a lot of different areas, but there's just something that was different about it. So I started playing basketball with the boys. And um, long story short, one of the, the the boys got in a little bit of trouble and, and the head of the program basically said, you know, do you all mind if he moves in with you? Just <laughs> just be a couple of weeks. And uh, this is December of 2017, and he still lives with us today. And uh, so we we took him in. And our only excuse, which we have in life and business and family is – Man, that's really inconvenient. Like, I didn't have anything else to say. Like, dude, I really, at our age, traveling all over the place, like business was was doing fine. We had plenty of time. Like, do we really want to bring in a a troubled youth, you know, into our home? But it's only going to be for a few weeks. And, um, you know, AA led to Calvin and Baby Jay. And, and you know, so now we got five uh boys that have been through our house. Um, little update on that, and then I'll, I'll shut up. Jalen is at uh, the Military Academy in West Point, so he's a plebe. He's a freshman at the at the United States Military Academy. Uh, Mista is at Fort Benning, uh, basic training for infantry. Calvin's in welding school in college. Um, and AA is at home working. He's having a baby in April, so I guess we'll be grandparents. And then uh, we've got one who's a senior in high school who wants to go to college. So we're like kind of five for five on the – like get them out of the – out of the community. But people always say, and I'll leave you with this, is they say, well, have you noticed anything different? You know, everybody wants to know, how is it? We just wake up, make sure they have food, make sure they do their homework, make sure they stay out of trouble. Um, but do we know anything different? It's like, you know, I've changed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I see a big difference. I just, I'm, I'm completely like, no, with them, I'm like, well, yeah, they're different, but like, we've changed, you know, right. you'd be surprised what it's done. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been fun.
1: You've been a big part of a church mission uh, that has resulted in a book that's recently yeah. been published. Um, House habits. I don't know. Did you bring it with you? I, I,
2: I wrote them down because okay. it's hard. It's hard to remember, and I'll, I'll shoot through it quick because um, it, it's. I mean, we could go on for for a this, long this time. Is like
1: a whole separate podcast. It's a whole
2: separate podcast, and <laughs> I, and I will give Philip D's a shout out. North Point Community Church. Uh, you can go look for podcasts. He goes through and does each of them. But what is just 12 house habits that was basically created in their home, um, Philip and Destiny, and and the house habits then became the habits of the church. And it be it's habits of your business or habits of your family or whatever. But um kind of the the big overview is is live on, right? So just keep going. Um, whatever comes at you, just you know, shrug it off, learn from it, keep moving forward. Love big, which is obviously what we did with the boys. Like, you know, don't get <clears throat> upset or mad, just love people. Like, it doesn't matter what they did. You can't change it. Just, you know, continuously yeah. love people. Protect unity. So, like, as a company or a family, like, whatever's in your core group, like, that's what you got to, you know, you don't have anybody else. It's it's the world against your group, so you have to protect that, right? Um, what's number four? Honor consistently. Basically, give credit to those people that came before you. So, like, Tommy, right? Yeah. Tommy's been busy. We have to continuously keep honor, him in like honor. Saying, like, he he's built a great company. It is a great company and, and we're just taking it to another place and, and going to continue. So honor those people that have basically come before you. Uh, lean in, which we do often. Learn, you know, feed your mind, feed your soul. Just always be uh, open to to learning new things. And and when somebody asks you to do something, just do it. You know, just just say, yeah, open a vegan restaurant in for right? Just lean in. Um, grow intentionally it has to do with reading and you know making sure that that what you're fueling your your body with and not only what's going in but actually doing something about it you know you want to lose weight get up right now off the couch and go outside and walk two miles like do something that makes you grow and makes you a better person as they say if you're not growing you're dying right um so grow intentionally embrace discipline i mean that was the whole first part of this that's that is the habits you have to be disciplined in everything that you do um, practice honesty you know that's kind of the hardest one because when you say practice honesty you think well I can be honest yeah I can tell other people what's wrong with them but the hardest person to be honest with is right. yourself like you got to be gut level like how is your bit like is your business really as good as you as you think it is or is your family or are you
1: is your team
2: right you just got to be honest with yourself yeah. so practice honesty really that's more about being honest with yourself, because you can't, if you're not honest with yourself, then you can't go and, right. and help other people. So uh, lead out, do some things to lead other people, obviously give generously, you know, your time, your your, time, your, your energy. energy, yeah, your talents, your money, things like that. Uh, cheer enthusiastically, just cheer for things. When something good happens, ring the bell, you know, yeah. a good, just be cheerful, clap for people loud, that type of thing. And then stay on mission. If all of that doesn't work, and, and you just fall off, stay on, just, just do it again, you know, stay on mission. So that's one through 12. It's, it's really been, you know, if you go through each one of those individually, and
1: that's really how you've parented the boys.
2: That's really what's led to all the stuff. That's what's led to the businesses was led to the podcast, the boys, the sweatshirts, the restaurant, I mean, everything. Um, And it's, once again, it's just the habits. It's just the one simple wake up in the morning and. You know, hit off the baseball tee and and well, shoot and I the free love throws. How this
1: is like all <laughs> wrapping up, and it you know stay on mission. Yeah, like you really have to. And you have to have this, one. You have to have.
2: Yep, one. yep, yep, and you just stay on it and and um, perseverance. You know, through through different times, which 2020 was. But yeah, yeah it's uh, the house habits have they are my favorite part of what we've you know learned from the. From the church and our biggest thing that we've been able to implement, you know, in home, in business, in family, stuff like that. So
1: well, this is I knew the time was gonna fly by. This I know. has been so we've um, been what,
2: 10 minutes so yeah, far? It's, is it's been
1: 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's been so much fun. And and I I, I so appreciate the yeah. the candor and the honesty and yeah. come back.
2: I will. Thank you so much. It was great. Um, we appreciate everything y'all do, RFG. The team, I mean, the people behind the cameras, the the people in front of them and just everything. It's been great. So thank you all. I appreciate you having me and uh, I will be
0: back.
1: Plan, invest, inspire.
0: It's all love.
1: It's all love.
0: Thank you for listening to the Disruption Blueprint Podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rfgadvisory.com or schedule a call on our Advisor Resources page. And don't forget to click the Follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific training strategy. Information here may be provided, in part, by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However. Neither Our Guest nor RFG Advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of Our Guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services in RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG Advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.